Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Cracking Addiction with Philippin Naren and Fergal Armstrong. Uh, good afternoon, Philippin. How are you today? I'm well, Fergal. Yourself? Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm really quite interested to discuss with you today's topic, and that being the topic of comedy. So I really am not very familiar with this, but I, I'm, I'm very pleased to have you here today because you are an expert on this. You you're either have published or are about to publish a paper on it. So first of all, tell us exactly what comedy is. So, so Carmony um, has a number of different names. Um, Carmony is one of the names. Carmony Vidravan Ras is another name. And there's also uh, Multani Carmony Vidravan Ras. And there's probably other variants as well. All in all, what it is, is it is an opiate-containing Ayurvedic uh, medicine, commonly prescribed in India and a lot of South Asian and Southeast Asian countries. And it's a, a medication that is that is marketed for a variety of indications, uh, ranging from um, premature ejaculation and impotence uh, to also being marketed as a drug for increased energy and stamina. And I think the, the, the reason it's of interest in Australia is that for a number of years, it's been available uh, over the counter at a lot of Indian grocery stores and I think we're, we're seeing some cases, or I certainly have seen a few cases of patients presenting to our uh, addiction medicine service with opiate dependence secondary to, to, to carmony use. So being dependent on carmony and then having an opioid use disorder due to that. So it's been something I, I was not aware of uh, until a few, few months to, year, to a year ago. And now I'm, I'm seeing a bit more of it. Um, have, you, have you seen a bit more of it, Fergal, or have you been aware of Carmony? Yeah, I, I had one patient, right, who, who presented to me with Carmony issues. And he went to great pains to reassure me that Carmony was not an opioid. And yet, if I'm picking up this correctly from your definition, it's basically an Ayurvedic opioid. If I could summarize what Carmony is, it's an Ayurvedic opioid. What is the active ingredient in comedy that makes it an opioid? Or, or first of all, explain what is an opioid and then what makes comedy an opioid? Sure. So opioid medications, as we know, act on the, the mu receptor and they are agonists of, of the mu receptor. And the thing that makes carmony an, an opioid is the fact that it contains uh, the opium poppy. So it's got quite a few different opioid alkaloids within it. Um, ah. The thing that makes carmony interesting right. is that it is a completely adulterated uh, medicine. So it is something that contains both um, opium poppy, but it also contains other herbal preparations, as well as traces of heavy metals. So, and these tablets are actually handmade. So one tablet, even within the same bottle, is does not have the same chemical consistency as other potential tablets. So there have been studies or chemical analysis of tablets within the same um, um, bottle, and these are kind of handmade uh, balls. And sometimes even the opium quantity can vary tenfold between tablets, and the quantity of heavy metals, such as lead, arsenic, and mercury, can also vary as well. And they have also, in addition to, uh, to opioid um, use disorder being one of the issues with carmony, there have also been many cases of people having heavy metal poisoning, secondary to chronic ingestion of some Ayurvedic medicines as well. So it's not mm -hmm. only an, an addiction medicine issue, but it can also be a, a medical issue as well. So 
The, how is it made? I mean, you know, you're, I'm hearing that it's basically a derivative of opium, plus a bunch of heavy metals, plus a bunch of other Ayurvedic herbs. Can you tell us about the process of actually producing this? Sure. So it's it's basically a ball, um, uh, and it's marketed as a tablet, but but they're really balls which are made in in factories. So it's uh, a variety of different powders. So you've got um, you've got opium, you've got various herbal preparations, um, and you've also got some of these metals or heavy metals as well, which is also part of of Ayurvedic medicine, and they're all kind of brought together, synthesized together. And that's the, that's what makes up these Kamini balls. And they're the things that people are, are purchasing in these Indian grocery stores. And th- these are, um, the substances that people are, are, are becoming dependent to. And if I would have mentioned some of the ingredients, um, in there, we've got ingredients such as cloves, ginger, betel leaf extract, nutmeg, in addition to the opium poppy, but you're also getting other um, uh, substances. And uh, one of the ingredients also was an extract of of, um, anacyclus pyrethrum, which is uh, part of the Mount Atlas daisy. And the reason that's in there is that in the animal model or in the mice model, it's been thought to increase testosterone production. And that's the um, aphrodisiac component of, of carmony. There, there are no human studies that prove this, but that's the uh, that's the purported benefit of some of these extracts. So, it really is a bit of a hodgepodge of of different extracts, um, and it and it. I, I find I found one of the interesting things was the the marketing of it as a stamina enhancer because most of the patients I see who are using opium or opioids or heroin mainly use it as a as a downer to kind of uh, not do heavy activity but more to relax, but we're seeing cases of manual laborers, rideshare drivers, um, using this as a as a medication to increase stamina, increase energy, and to get them through a shift, which is uh, which is quite interesting. And I think also um, kind of reflects on some of the cultural components potentially as well. How different cultures use use different medications, and I think. Um, you touched on your case of Carmony where um, uh, the gentleman was saying that it was not an opioid, it was not an addictive issue, mm. um, and it was a, maybe a prescribed medication. And it kind of touches on that that different perspective different cultures have on, on medicine, wouldn't you say, Fergal? Yeah, definitely. Um, it was very culturally influenced. And in fact, when I reflect, the patient that I dealt with was using Carmony to help him study for an exam. So, you know, while, you know, we would use coffee or, you know, some of us might use stimulants like amphetamine or speed to, you know, to get that stamina to do a big study session and to stay alert. These, you know, this particular gentleman was achieving, or at least he thought he was achieving that result with Kamini, which is why he was absolutely convinced it wasn't an opioid. It wasn't a diner. But yeah, but again, he was from the Indian subcontinent and that was, that was his cultural belief. Now, I, I mean, it's so. So, really, what I'm hearing it's 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 got poppy in it. It's got a number of herbs in it. It's got this aphrodisiac, the name of which escapes me, and it's got heavy metals. Now, I mean, you know, heavy metals are del- what. What I'm hearing is that heavy metals are deliberately added into this. So, you know, we, we at the very you've mentioned lead in there as well, yeah. Absolutely. Talk talk us through heavy metal toxicity and in particular lead. I mean, that's that's particularly a toxic substance, isn't it? It is, and it kind of goes back, if I could backtrack a tiny bit, into kind of the way Ayurveda is 
is practiced. And it's, it's a traditional Indian form of medicine, similar to, I guess, traditional Chinese medicine. And there's a lot of different techniques in Ayurveda, such as the use of dietary changes, um, the use of meditation, yoga, massage um, as well. But there's also um, a, a component of where they add um, heavy metals or minerals or gems, and that's called Rasha Shastra medications or medicines. Um, and this is deliberately done as a form of Ayurveda. So it's quite unique to Ayurveda. Uh, so this is not an accident. This is not um, an impurity in the laboratory, which is what we sometimes see when we get concerned about medicines having lead in it. This is deliberately placed in for a mm. as part of that Ayurvedic philosophy. And as, as we mentioned, it, th mm. there have been cases of patients who have used these kind of medicines chronically developing a, a variety of, of, of um, uh, heavy metal poisoning. As far as I'm aware, as at, at the time that we're recording in, in, in Australia, there haven't been um, any cases of, of Carmony itself causing any um, heavy metal concerns um, as of yet, but there does exist the potential when you, when you look at the chemical composition. So it's something for clinicians to be to be mindful of that it might not just be opioid use disorder we need to be mindful of but also other um, complications but I should also hasten to add we don't have large evidence pools or large um, databases to go off um, we have published a, a case series of 12 patients um, in, in Melbourne and I think there's another case series from Queensland that's got about 12 patients who also um, had dependence to, to Carmony as well. But other than that, the evidence in Australia or the reports in Australia are case reports, which is of one person at a time. So we're not looking at um, large numbers of people. So it's not really possible to, to extrapolate a lot. But if I could talk about our case series um, of 12 patients, um, we, and, and this kind of stretches over a seven year time period, out of those 12, we've still got 10 who have been retained to follow up. And nine of those patients have, um, all, all of our patients were treated with opioid substitution therapy, um, either suboxone, um, the long-acting injectable buprenorphines or methadone. And out of the 10 that were retained in treatment, nine have returned to full-time employment and uh, back to their normal activities of daily living. So our case series, if nothing else, is really hopeful in the fact that um, this group of patients who've got um, dependence to Carmini seem to really engage super well with treatment and seem to be able to maintain and make a sustained recovery, which is what we, what we hope for in, in addiction medicine. But the other thing also is out of all the case reports in Australia, and I think also internationally, all of them mention men. There's no mention of women using Carmony. So all the case reports and all the data is based on men, which I guess puts it into that cultural perspective that maybe it is it's short use for energy and stamina, but could there be an aphrodisiac component? But there's also, I guess, the, the cultural component in that the people that we've seen are from um, uh, that, that northern Indian Punjab region as well. And in that culture, um, apparently, there is, it is apparently culturally acceptable to take medications or stimulants to, to try and be a bit more productive in, in work. Um, and it has apparently, there was, a, there was a little article that was written by this... Um, or thesis that was written by um, uh, a person called Daliwal in 2020 about um, Punjabi men getting getting addicted um, 
to, to, to variety of substances. And apparently in the Punjab, it's culturally acceptable to use substances to increase productivity and deal with stress. And opium in the Punjab has, has a long history with farmers apparently using opium before um, doing physical labor on farms. So I, I found the whole thing quite fascinating, really. And I kind of drove, dove down a bit of a rabbit hole to, to, to look through it. And um, it, it certainly was interesting. What are your thoughts on, on that, Fergal? Well, we're very grateful for your expertise in this because, you know, had you not gone down that rabbit hole, we wouldn't know what we know. So I'm, I'm just reflecting. So that you, you've really given us a message of hope. So for people watching who feel they do have a problem with comedy, um, what, what I'm hearing is that both your case series and the other case series published in Brisbane demonstrated the efficacy of opioid replacement therapy as a treatment for this. And, and, you know, there was a very good prognosis in terms of return to work and normal functioning. So I suppose the key message is that actually comedy does not increase stamina. It merely causes an opioid dependency and potentially other effects of heavy metal toxicity, which I want to go back to just for a second. But there is treatment for it. Going back to the issue of, opio of, of heavy metal toxicity, and in particular lead, I think it's important to identify that, for me, the two key symptoms of lead toxicity include microcytic hypochromic anemia. You know, it's one of those typical iron, uh, one of those typical differential diagnoses of an iron deficiency anemia. There's lead poisoning can do it, but also um, it can also present with peripheral nerve palsy. So wrist drop, uh, radial nerve palsy was very common in lead workers. And that, that, so that tells me that peripheral neuropathy is another side effect of, of lead toxicity. And this then brings me on to the next reflection that uh, we, we know that, that recent imports of opium from Iran and Persia were contaminated with lead because we had a cohort of patients who were using heroin and derived from that opium that, that were presenting with microcytic hypochromic anemia. Do you, are you aware of that? Can, can you remember that case or that, that issue recently in the last couple of years? I, I can't remember that incident in, in, recently, but it is, it, is, it is fascinating that we are seeing some of these kind of um, symptoms and issues um, rear their heads mm. in, in seemingly similar areas. So, so it is quite fascinating. Yeah. But on the one hand, in, in Persia, Iran, it was a contaminant, whereas in, in the Punjab or, or in India where Kamini is made, it's actually a deliberate additive. And that's what strikes me as, you know, must, that must be the cultural influence. And, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know anything about Ayurvedic medicine, but it's, 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 I suppose it's an issue to be aware of anyone watching who's using Ayurvedic medicines. They really do need to understand what's in it and beware the use of heavy metals in, in traditional medicines, because sometimes it can cause toxicity. And I think the other thing also to be aware of with, with Karmini is, as we mentioned, it is an opiate containing Ayurvedic medicine, but it is also available in Indian grocery stores as an unregulated medicine. So it's essentially an over-the-counter medication. And in Australia, we're now trying, we're now so aware of the harms of opioid medications and we've got real time prescription monitoring. Prescribers are given education. Pharmacists are documenting opioid usage. And here we have something that is a non prescribed medicine that is given in a pharmacy, a oh, sorry, in a shopping center uh, or grocery store in a totally unregulated manner where uh, the grocers are not aware of how much tablets patients are taking, not aware if they're going to different grocery stores. So it, it has the potential to cause problems. And there are concerns that people from other ethnic groups, um, other than that South Asian, Southeast Asian grouping, 
because of the ease of availability of Carmini, could suddenly go to these doors and get a de novo opioid use disorder from this. So it's Carmini is is a prohibited import, but it is still being imported. And anecdotally, um, our patients say that it is still readily available in these stores. So it is something that we should be aware of as um, uh, as prescribers and people who are uh, dealing with with um, addiction issues. Philippe, we're sadly we've run out of time, but I, I want to thank you for your expertise today. Thanks so much for sharing with us. My name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong. You've been watching Cracking Addiction. We'll see you soon.